Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show where we get up close and personal with amazing rising artists. And as always, I say this on every show, it's going to be a great show. Because you know what? Every artist counts. Every artist matters. And today we have Teddy Robb on who's done some amazing things in his career so far. We're going to talk about a little bit of his story. We're going to talk about his music. And let's see where we go. So Teddy, are you here? I'm here. Thank you for having me. We're glad to have you on. Um, yeah, excited to have you on the show today. And that's my wife. You got to meet. Yes, I'm Sandy. <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Sandy. Hi. So, as, so as we get started here, tell us a little bit, a brief overview about you, who you are, where you're from, and what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music, so we can kind of get to know who oh. you are. All righty. Well, I grew up a little south of Akron, Ohio, and kind of a small town. Akron's a, a bit of a, you know, seaside city, but I, I kind of grew up uh, basically kind of out in the country, and then uh, my dad was on a lake, so uh, mm-hmm. playing sports, that was like everything to me up until, up and really until like my my junior year of college. I just, I mean, I think back to my childhood, and it was always just sports, sports, whether it was football or track or basketball or you know that and then what I really loved to do when I wasn't playing that was I I got into hunting and fishing and being kind of an outdoorsman as a as a kid Mm -hmm. and music really was always Mm -hmm. something that I loved I just I didn't dive into it until I was out of uh out of high school and really just got into college it was uh it was kind of a you know a thing that came along later in my life I started really wanting to learn how to sing when I was like 21. Uh, I late wasn't, bloomer. I didn't sing growing up. Yeah. I was definitely a late <laughs> bloomer. I, I, I uh, as far as music goes, I, I just, I had so much focus on sports and I think that actually really helped me when it, when it came mm. to music, because you have to have such focus when you're playing sports, no, no matter what, it, whether it's a team sport or an individual to be great mm. at something you have to have, a lot of focus. So then when I started playing music, it, being on stage kind of gave me that same feeling of like running out onto a football field. And uh, it also is a lot less uh, hard on my body. Mm-hmm. So I, I put that kind of drive into music. So uh, I, I went to school, I got a business degree in, uh, in a music minor almost. I didn't take choir, but I almost got a music minor. And uh, Finished up school and I was I was serving tables and playing music in in Akron, Ohio, and uh, I finally just started falling in love with with music. Once I started getting a, a little bit of a grip on, you know, what angle I wanted to do. What you know, in the mm-hmm. beginning it was like I was just kind of learning anything I could, and then when I I realized I I may have a knack for country music, I packed my oh, bags wow. up. I remember <laughs> none of my family was even home. And I, <laughs> I called him and I'm like, uh, "Hey, hey, Dad, I'm headed to Nashville." He's like, "What do you oh, mean?" Wow. I'm like, "I'm I'm moving <laughs> to Nashville like today." <laughs> so I moved down and uh, that's where the my my country music I guess journey really began back in uh, 2013 I, is when I first moved to Nashville. So, so what's Nashville? Has Nashville been everything you thought it was? I think way more than I thought it would be. I, I remember my first experience walking down on Broadway and 
you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a single connection when I moved here. So it was like, I just kind of was like, well, I guess I'll go where all the, I see, where I see bands playing and where uh, <laughs> I see musicians. So I just remember parking, like paying way too much money to park and walking down there and being like, okay, I, I guess I'm going to have to, you know, start figuring it out from here. So uh, mm-hmm. I got a I got a job mm-hmm. that I never started serving at Margaritaville. Oh, wow. I got a job there and, wow. I, and I was walking, I was walking down the street and I saw a girl with a guitar and I was like, um, where, like, where, where, how'd you get your gig? And, uh, she's like, well, there's auditions on Saturdays. So I went and I auditioned on a Saturday and, uh, I got hired as a, as a singer downtown and I, I never even started serving. I'm like, well, I didn't come down here to serve people. So started playing, uh, gigs downtown Broadway and I did that for about a year before uh, moving out to Colorado. So oh, wow. that's that's kind of up to like my, I guess you know that kind of covers us up till moving out to Colorado, I guess. <laughs> so what Which, made you uh, move to Colorado? Well, I, along with uh, hunting and fishing, I grew up a, a snowboarder and skier. So I remember. Mm-hmm you know, trips to the, the local ski places and then the occasional trips out west. And I, I remember the, the first time I saw the Rocky Mountains, I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to live there someday. As a kid, I'm like, I don't know how oh, I'll wow. ever get this chance to live in one of these ski towns, but that would be so mm-hmm. cool if I could ever do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was uh, I was playing music on Broadway uh, at that point. And uh, so I was on a vacation in Vail, Colorado, snowboarding, and crazy enough, uh, so we would always go on these ski trips, and they would be, like, really intense skiing. We would never go out afterwards, but I always wanted to. Mm -hmm. Well, one day, one of our buddies broke his back while skiing. Oh, wow. So we were, like, we're in the hospital all day. We're, like, napping. We finally find out, like, he's going to be okay, so we go Mm -hmm. to this uh, little pub or like it's a it's actually a german kind of restaurant place but we're like let's go check out the town we like we didn't see much that day up because he got hurt pretty early so we went like man let's just kind of shake this off i don't know if i want to uh you know ski tomorrow or not but yeah. we go into this place called uh peppy's and we start having a couple beers and there's a local singer on stage and my my buddies are like hey 20 bucks for you to go up there and sing. So I, I'm like, all right, I took the 20. I tipped the singer. I'm like, hey, you care if I sing a few songs? He's like, man, I've been up here for like three hours. You can sing as many as you want. <laughs> so uh, I hop on stage. I sing a few songs, and the owner comes up to me afterwards and uh, offers me a house uh, job there, like to be a musician. Oh, wow. So, like I, I came off stage, and I was like, hey, we're looking for another house musician. Would you want to move out here and be one of our guys? And I just it, it felt like everything kind of came together there. I'm like, you know what? I would love to come out here and, and do that <laughs> for a bit. So I moved out to Vail, Colorado, and I started playing these gigs up in the mountains. So, I mean, literally, I, I had almost 100 days on my snowboard that winter. Every single day, I, I would pretty much get up. I would ride for like three hours. I'd come back, work on some music, and then I would go play these uh, like resort you hotels. The life then. <laughs> Man, it was so cool. It it really, uh, it went from like, you know, kind of really struggling playing Broadway, trying to, you know, figure things out to like, 
holy cow, I could actually, you know, make a living playing music out here, a, a real living. And uh, mm-hmm. it was it was so fun. I loved the lifestyle. It was literally like it was perfect for me because I could snowboard all winter and ski. And then in the summer came along. I still had enough gigs to keep me busy. And I was hiking and camping and biking and rafting. It was it was just like everything I kind of wanted to do right in one place. Plus, I got to play music. Mm-hmm. The only thing, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't have was. I, I always had that drive to want to go for more. And I felt like I was yeah. kind of getting to live my dream, but I wasn't mm-hmm. like pursuing the songwriting like I wanted. I wasn't quite pursuing mm-hmm. being an artist the way I wanted. So an opportunity eventually came while I was out there. I was at Pepe's, the place that I moved out there for. And a group walks in. I gave up my table to them because I was getting ready to leave. The place was packed. I'm like, hey, you guys can sit here. I'm getting ready to leave. Well, I just needed to finish my soup. So they sat down and finished my soup. And the next thing you know, they buy me a beer. So I start chatting it up <laughs> with them. And before I know it, one of the guys tells me he's uh, the uh, chief marketing officer of the Grammy Awards. And I'm like, no way. And, you know, I started oh, wow. telling him that I was a musician out there and, you know, trying to mm-hmm. find my way. And he goes, well, I, I don't know what I can do for you, but I can connect you with some people that may be able to help you. So, Another guy that's on the that was on the the Grammy board is a guy named Ben Fowler, who's a producer and an engineer in Nashville. Well, I got connected with him, and so mm-hmm. after spending a little over a year in Vail, I moved uh, back to Nashville, start working <laughs> on a project with with Ben. And one day Ben calls me up, and he's just like, "Hey, I got we got a meeting with Monument Records. Uh, look good. Oh, wow. We're gonna go meet uh, Katie McCartney." Shane McAnally and Jason Owen. So we go and have a meeting, and before I know it, I'm getting signed to a record deal. And that was kind of how that all happened. <laughs> As I say, fate walks in. When it happens, it just goes. It really is crazy, too. And, and people, you know, ask me all the time, like, was there, you know, times that you wanted to quit ever? Because it, it mm-hmm. took me, you know, I, I started playing uh, I, I haven't had another job since 2013, and you know, so it was mm-hmm. it was a good five year journey. Uh, which, you know, some people, everybody's timing's different, but there was a couple times where I thought, is this right for me? Is this what I should be doing? Am I am I spinning my wheels? I you know, I was playing hundreds mm-hmm. yeah. and hundreds of bar gigs and not really getting anywhere. And uh, <clears throat> and then the two times I'm like, well, maybe I'll I'll go home. And then the one. The next day, I gave up my seat to the guy uh, who uh, introduced me to Ben. Mm-hmm. And then the next time, yeah. I was like, man, what what is going on? I like I played like an eight-hour gig down on Broadway. I remember getting a parking ticket and getting my car towed. I played for eight hours and like lost money <laughs> that day. And I was just like, had my head down. I'm like, what the heck? And then the next morning, Shane called me and said they wanted to oh, offer wow. me a deal. And, and so, you know, it, I feel like fate definitely stepped in. And, and, you know, we we get exactly where you're coming from because <clears throat> we originally launched New Country Buzz back in 2014. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and we ended up shutting it down for personal reasons by 2015. But before we shut it down, we actually interviewed Kelsey Ballerini before everybody knew who she was. So we still think that's pretty cool. And um, <clears throat> But we shut it down, and I remember because, you know, when music's in your heart, it's in your heart. And I, I want, you know, I was, I knew I needed to just, if, if we weren't going to do this, we need to be fully out. 
So I even let go of the domain, New Country Buzz. And every six months, I would go to GoDaddy and, oh, nope, nobody's bought it. Six months later, up, oh, nope, nobody's bought it. I, I remember the end of 2018. I looked. It was still there. It was October 2018. I told Sandy, you know, I think we need to finish what we started. It's, it, it, you know, a lot of people ask about quitting. I did. It ate me alive those few years. <clears throat> and, I, and we end up relaunching New Country Buzz at the end of 2018. And then now here we are, the Chris and Sandy show is launched January 3rd, and you're our 52nd um, interview this year, which has been a lot. Um, but, wow. but again, the, the quitting part, I, I mm-hmm. totally get because there are so many times I'll tell Sandy, oh, my, is this even worth it? Because, of course, right now we're not making money with this. I mean, we're forking money into it <laughs> and doing like side gigs <laughs> to stay afloat and all that, you know. But I have this dream that we'll be a Bobby Bones show, we'll be a Ty Bentley show, you know, and stuff like that. So, like, if that's up there, and sometimes I tell Sandy, it's like, is it ever going to happen? You know, and I and she'll have to talk me off the ledge, and she always does. And and then we come back, and <laughs> and the next day, some breakthrough happens, just like what you said. But it's almost like that we're supposed to go this route. There's too many yeah. there's too many signs where we've been connected to certain people through the last few years, and I'm sitting there like, this connection shouldn't even be here, but yet here it is. You know, so I I totally get where you're coming from about the whole state, and I feel like it's God just guiding. And I really think it's awesome. Well, I, I I think it's awesome too. And I, you know, I think as an artist and as what you guys are doing, it, you just kind of have to believe that. Like I, I don't have mm-hmm. a, a plan B other than I guess you know I guess I would write songs maybe. Like if uh, you know, and we'll being get an into artist, that in a minute like, about the no plan B. I've got a perfect story yeah. for you in a little while. I'll, I'll lead mm-hmm. into that. And you'll, you'll you'll get a good. I think you'll like what where we're going with this. I would love to talk about that because uh, I think that anybody who's kind of serious about it should should probably throw their plan Bs out the window. Otherwise, you start kind of diving into that. Yes, <laughs> and, and, and you know what? Here we go. I'm, I'm gonna go and go. Usually, I like to talk about the pluses and then we talk about the struggles. You know, we'll I'll flip it this time because again, you never know where the show's gonna go. And I'm like, I think this is perfect time. That's right. <laughs> um, but. Let's talk about some of the struggles, some of the defeats, some of the times that you did think you were going to quit. And, and I'll show you where I'm going with this. Um, we interviewed back in 2014 Allison Steele from Two Still Girls when, she, when they were full-time with music. And one of my questions to her was, what advice would you give to the up-and-coming artist, you know, knowing that she's full-time? <clears throat> and she said, um, this is going to come funny coming from someone who's full-time in music, she goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. Because she went on to explain it. She goes, the sacrifices we have to make, even though me and my daughter are the artists, our whole families have to sacrifice. The the struggles we have to go through day to day, if we have a death today, but yet we have a gig tonight, we got to get on that stage and pretend that death didn't even happen. We have to smile. If a song that they want played makes us think of that person who just died, we have to sing it and smile. She goes, there's so much there. She goes, but 
if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then you better go all in because you'll never make it. And that's where I want to go with this. Tell us that side. What do you think of what she said? And tell us that side of it since we're going there first. Wow, I think that's incredible. And I mean, she's so right. The uh, the sacrifices are definitely huge. And I, I think that, uh, you know, that took me back to like, you know, even just like recently going through radio tour and just mm-hmm. being, you know, completely consumed, almost like not being home. I, I'm I'm single with no kids, but like having kids and, and being, you know, on the road, I couldn't. Like I just couldn't imagine that. Like I feel like uh, people who are going through that, they're they're up. significant others have to be saints. I, I talk to my mm-hmm. my manager all the time, and there there's been times where he's like, I feel like I'm I'm talking you off the ledge every day right now. Teddy. I'm like <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, my, my family has they've been really really understanding. It's it's a, mm-hmm. definitely a a change, you know, that I've, I've been mm-hmm. going through and, and trying to learn what it's, what it's like to turn into, you know, what we're creating. But, you know, before that, the, the sacrifices for me, it's like from day one, I, I always felt like this was, I, I was meant to do this. And so yeah, in the beginning, it was like, I didn't put a lot of focus on, you know, relationships as far as like, you know, finding a significant other and you know that yeah that's certainly you know been a sacrifice because I put so much time into it and uh you know that's been a certain thing I haven't I don't get to see my family a whole lot and things like that but like she said there's nothing else if I don't do this it would be far far worse and it's like this is worth everything to me to, to get to be a part of the music industry, to get to mm-hmm. play music for a living. That's what, that's what makes me tick. And so it's, you know, it's definitely worth every bit of the sacrifice, but like, like she said, talking to a new artist, if you're not ready for that and you're not willing to do that, then go do the other thing for sure. Yeah. Um, I remember, it, 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 you know, second. now, now I have, you know, so many people that amazing people that I work with that it's like, it's, it's a lot easier to just like kind of suck it up whenever I'm feeling down now, because I have yeah. so many other people I want to make proud. And I, I want to do this for and with the hard times were like being on Broadway, like I said, and playing those, those gigs and not, not really knowing if, if you're ever going to have even one other person in this world, other than your mom or dad, believe in you. And those were the times where, like, I feel like I really learned about myself and learned that I had to do Mm -hmm. this because I really, I don't know if, I, you know, I think my parents believed in me, but even them, I'm sure they had major questions of, like, okay, you know, I wonder (laughs) if he's going to actually make it. Uh, Yeah. But other than them, I felt like I had, you know, no one who believed in me. And I remember some of those first conversations having like after I met Evan out in uh, in Colorado with people who started believing me like just sitting in like parking lots like after meetings and just like literally like crying because mm-hmm. I'm like wow somebody else believes that I have something worth <laughs> you know giving to the world it, it, those are really uh-huh. really special moments along the and, way so you know and you know I've, I've been you know really what, oh go ahead and, and you know what's cool about all this is I can so relate to your story so much because um, 
here locally, Sandy and I really don't have nobody that really believes in what we're doing. In fact, I mean, we're mm-hmm. hardcore church people. We go to church a lot. And even some Christians will be like, oh, you can't serve God in country music. You know, I've been told that. I've been told so much. And it's like the ch- one of the church. we go to two churches a week um, here locally. And one of them we've been there for years, but really it seems like that they could care less. But the other church, the pastor, I'm friends with the senior pastor, and he, and couple, several times he's, he always comes up to us in the church and he goes, you know, I'm so proud of the two of you and what you're doing with your show. He's like the only one locally that's in any type of power type thing that actually mm-hmm. has ever said that to us. I mean, I've got a couple friends that say that, but but you know, the leader type people. And in fact, because of that. We're doing a special show on Easter because I was like, you know, I can't do a, a – it's Easter, you know. But I wanted to do a show because I, 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 I thrive on these. So I asked him, well, he let me interview him. So he's going to do it. For, so we're excited about that. So it's be a little different um, instead of an artist. But for the most part, it, he's been one of the few people that really believed in us before everybody else has. Now, granted, people in Nashville, they believe in – I've got friends on PR companies. They, they send me the, their artists. But people who know us personally don't believe in us. And wow. so I get exactly yeah, where you're coming right. from. Yes, we get it. <clears throat> wow. Well, I don't want it to, you know, ever be you know, mistaken. There's certainly hard times, but I I definitely feel like I've been super blessed along the way. And, yep. you know, it, getting to do some of the things, I, I've done it has been amazing, and it's just those it's those moments when the, you know the doubt creeps in where you yep. where you really need those those people mm-hmm. to, to believe in you, and you know, looking at the good it, thing. Now I have yeah. so many people that do. That is awesome, and, and you know, and something I always like to bring up on every show because because of course sometimes parents are listening. But, you know, one thing that I cringe about it, because this is another struggle I've seen for artists out there, is you have people say, well, artists just need to go get a real job. And I always try to correct people. I'm like, don't tell an artist they need a real job. They've got something better, passion to live for. And I always like to share this story. I've got a couple friends of mine who's been in their career for, say, 15 years. And you sit down with them, and they're miserable. And you ask them, why are you miserable? And they're, I'm like, you got this nice lifestyle, you got this great house, you got this great family, you got this amazing career, and several of them will stop me and say, that's the problem. Like, what do you mean that's the problem? How's the career the problem? Oh, this ain't the career I wanted. You went to school for that career. What do you mean it's not the career you wanted? Oh, my parents pushed me this way. So now, because they're trying to please their parents, they are destroying their life because it's not what they were supposed to do. And they just settled for that. And so that passion has lost their life. And that's why I love artists like you who are out there chasing that dream. Because no matter – that, yeah, you know, you have people that believe in you now, but at the beginning, you probably had people telling you, you just need to settle for a regular job, a real job, or whatever they want to call it. And I've learned through talking to so many artists that that's just not in the car, just like with us. You know, sometimes I tell Sandy, I joke with her. Well, I guess I don't joke, but I'm serious. I'm like, you know what? I just need to go get a regular <laughs> mm-hmm. job and quit all this. And she, and then she'll, la- she'll yeah, say, you, re- times, uh, you, you a regular job, um, 
are you do you really think you could do that? Okay, no, I can't. <laughs> Can you be I, I, have make, I have to make this work because I don't. At this point, I don't think I'd be very good at a regular job. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do now. Like, I gotta, I gotta make this work, guys. <laughs> yep, I, we feel the same way. So, because now that we talked about the little bit of the struggle side, let's flip the script a little bit. I'm doing a little backwards. I don't normally do it, but that's okay. Um, now, let's talk about some of the high. Let's talk about some of the moments where you'd look back and you're like, "Wow, I got to do that." Oh, my gosh. Well, the last year has certainly been – two years really have been a whirlwind. I mean, it was from the time – you know, I started playing – really playing guitar, I guess, when I was like 19. I'm I'm 30 now, so, you know, from 19 to 28, mm-hmm. uh, I dreamed so much about getting a record deal. Like, mm-hmm. that was just like – it seemed it seemed impossible, and I had people tell me it was impossible, and I heard everything from like, you've got to have a family member in the industry, or you've got to buy your way in, and like those are the <laughs> things that I was hearing along the way, and uh, I thought, man, I just got to keep going. I I feel like I, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'll be the I'll be the one percent that maybe does or whatever. So mm-hmm. that the the whole thing started when Shane called me on the phone and let me know that they were putting a deal together for me. That was one of the oh, wow. highlights probably of my life uh, of just like my whole body kind of going numb and just <laughs> being like, Oh my gosh, this is really happening. This thing I've, I've dreamed of it. You know, it's years and years. Oh, of wow. Keep going, keep going, keep going in that. And then it's like, okay, you've got that. And then it's mm-hmm. a whole new challenge from there. So <laughs> from like that to now it's been, a whole new set of things, I, you know, learning how to, per, you know, perform your own songs. I was doing all these mm-hmm. cover shows and I mm-hmm. wasn't, uh, I was, you know, I knew how to perform other people's songs. So then it was, it was really interesting going from that to, okay, now, now you're, you're an artist, you know, at that, mm-hmm. this is a couple of years, <laughs> over two years ago now. And it's like, so I'd go and I would be, I got, like, I'd never really got nervous singing other people's songs. And then I started mm-hmm. singing my own, it's, uh, like, songwriter rounds oh, wow. and different things. And all of a sudden I had to relearn how to, like, deal with nerves <laughs> on stage and all that. So really, really a great, like, you know, few mm-hmm. months figuring out kind of how to do that. And, and I'm still learning so much. I, you know, I'll, now I get to sit on stage next to, you know, real country stars and be like, okay, I got to, I got to hang with them and, and try and figure it out. Uh, <laughs> but some, some more highlights have been uh, playing the today show. That oh, wow. was incredible. Uh, getting, you know, that was my first time on, on national television and getting to meet uh, uh, Hoda and Jenna was just incredible. They were <laughs> everything you would think they would be and better. Uh, Oh, wow. I got to sing the national anthem at the uh, at Lambeau Field for uh, Thursday night Packers game versus oh, the uh, awesome. Eagles, and that was that was something else. I never I never was been that so like nervous in my there? life. What was your what, well, what was that I, moment where you were walking out there to the mic? What was going through your mind at that second? Do not forget these lyrics. 
I mean, I like felt like I almost like had to just completely focus on that because if you know, if I'm being honest, I'd never sang it in any setting mm. other than for a couple oh, wow. of people to be like, can I sing this? <laughs> uh, and then my first time ever performing the national anthem was at Lambeau Field. So uh, it was, oh, wow. I didn't forget the lyrics. It went mm. awesome. Timed it up to where when the fireworks went off, every the, it was the high note and people oh, cheered. Wow! And wow. That, <laughs> oh, that's that awesome. was just—it was something else uh, getting to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting to take my uh, first song to radio was—I uh, felt like I got oh. to kind of enter into a fraternity of of people who you know. There's not a lot of people in this world and even in, in music that ever get to take a song to radio and yeah. uh, getting to do that mm-hmm. was, I mean, just like, again, randomly turning the station on and hearing my song the first time was just <laughs> wild. I, I can't really explain what, what that was like. It, it felt like a kind of mm-hmm. like a dream. Like I'm going to wake up from this. This isn't really happening. So <laughs> those are a few things just in the last year or so that have, been amazing mm-hmm. the next thing you know i'm i'd love to i can't wait to write a song that somebody else records and get get to watch that go along with songs that i'm i'm writing and, mm-hmm. and i'm getting to record and and uh, you know i'm a goal-driven guy so i, mm-hmm. I want to have a number one song and i don't want to be afraid to say that i haven't yet but uh i haven't had one and we'll, but i, I don't want to we'll be afraid to about, say that i we'll, want one and and we'll talk about your vision in, in a little bit later in the show. So hold that thought, because okay. I've got a perfect question for for that later that I think you'll love. Um, but we're going to take a small break, and then after the break, we will play your song, and then we're going to talk about how that song came together. How does that sound? That sounds great. Now, do, uh, do I just stay on the line? Yeah. While you do this? Yeah, you just stay on the line. Okay. Yeah, all good. this is live, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey everyone. Okay. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at the sportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Every night 
we recorded that song, gosh, I think two years ago. And mm-hmm. uh, it's been a journey getting that out to the world. So finally, oh, wow. uh, recently, I actually ended up, we had redid some things on it. I, I even re-sang the vocal and some things. And then <laughs> uh, and then just like that, it's out to the world. And I'm so happy to have that out. I feel like it's such a good representation of, of who I am as an artist and, and what mm-hmm. I want to do. So I, I'm really, really happy about that song. It's, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming for that one to come out. That's really it's a really good song and really put together. I love your vocals with it. It really goes with the song. Oh yeah, yeah I, I love the the lyric and then the the melody on the chorus. It, to me, it's just, I just I love that song. So so far in your musical career, um, what's something that's kind of funny that's happened on stage? Where whether it's an audience now, keep it PG. <laughs> but what's something crazy <laughs> yeah. that's happened on stage with you? Uh, well, so this whole last couple of years have been really the first times I, you know, I, I came up playing bar. So it was always like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 500 people at the most, that would be like a big night yeah. for me to, you know, mm-hmm. now I'm like, all of a sudden, you know, you got a booking agent and you start getting thrown on opening act slots. And, uh, so I'm playing this, this show, I'm opening up for Scotty McCreary and I've got my band mm-hmm. and like, there's literally like 7,000 people kind of oh, packed yeah. into this beautiful venue. We're so fired up and uh, we go to kick off the set and my guitar player's amp dies. My bass oh, player's wow. not plugged in. So it's literally wow. me singing with a drummer for 7,000 people. And I was just like, this could not, this can't be happening right now. And uh, so that was one of those moments where like, it ended up coming together. I like, had, we got my, you know, guitar player, my amp and everything. And it, it worked out okay. But that was like a, you know, my, my heart about fell out of my chest when I was like, it's just me and a drummer right now. And I'm singing like acapella to it. Bunch of people. That was uh, that's one of the most embarrassing things I feel like. Uh, I would have never dreamed something like that could happen, especially you know, you, you, watching you know seven thousand people at a show is a lot of people, and like watching that and dreaming of being up there, and then you know there I am, I'm getting to prove myself. I'm going to prove I belong here, and then you know that uh-huh. happened one time. So that was that was kind of embarrassing. Wow. You know, that's funny because when we first launched this show January 3rd, <clears throat> before it was, before we did it, we had um, our very first guest was um, Ashlyn Grace in Nashville. And okay. she was so excited to be our first artist. She was, you know, again, when you're, you, you know, they trusted us, her and her mom, you know, not knowing how, whether we could pull this thing off. So I told Sandy, I was like, man, you know, because you don't, you know, so I'm, I was, using this blog talk for the first time, never used it before. And I'm, I'm, and I practiced with it each day, trying to make sure I knew how to, this thing worked. And I told Sandy that morning, I was like, the, I was like, I don't fear the talking part. I was like, if it goes dead, I can talk. That's not a big deal. My fear was the technology going out. And I guess God decided since that's my biggest fear, he's going to make it happen. Because we were two, three, four minutes into the interview, and it went out. And I'm uh, sitting there like, uh, uh, it's like, um, out. all of a sudden, Sandy comes running into the other room because we're all on different phones. Says, um, what's, <clears throat> what, what happened? I, I don't know. Then Ashlyn 
text me and say, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> so we're all trying to log back in. We all log back in, and it worked from that point. Here's the funny part. Not only has that never happened since that first day, but I've got a friend of mine that's done 500-plus shows on Blog Talk. And when I told him what happened that night, he goes, hmm, I've never heard of that happening. <laughs> well, you, just, uh, you got yeah. it out of the way, I guess. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, that was our biggest fear. Because we're, mm-hmm. we're like, you know, we're tied down to the technology. We can only do what, what the technology will allow us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. I I try to just kind of go with it. You know, you never know what happens once once you walk out on that stage. And I think the yep. the most important thing as a as a performer is to be comfortable with uncomfortable mm-hmm. things happening. You know, your exactly. guitar is going to get unplugged, or your you know your amp's <laughs> going to go out, your microphone's going to shut off. Like the the worst thing you can kind of do is panic in those situations. I I always <laughs> just try to be like, well, this is just kind of, this is happening, and uh, we're going to get through this and get. Back to the music or back to the interview. And, and you know, um, as you know, as we grow to this next segment of the show, as you know, the, you know, everybody sees the artist. The fans see the artist, but they never see the team behind the artist. Because, of course, without the team, you can't do what you do. So tell us a few stories of your team where they've stepped up to the plate to help you go to the next, le- next level. Wow. Well, I feel like I, I see it every day in, in in my whole team. Honestly, you know, I'd start now with uh, with my manager, even though it's been kind of a, a backwards way that I came into this. Like, usually mm-hmm. people will have, like, a, a publishing deal or a manager pretty soon. I went, like, uh-huh. record deal and then all all my other, like, <laughs> oh, wow. and then and then manager last piece. Uh, I'm so glad I have the, the guy I do. His name's Rob Baker, and he – Honestly, he the way he holds everything kind of together as a team. Like mm-hmm. I feel like he steps in where where things don't. But honestly, I get stuff all the time from my whole team that just I feel so lucky to have them. Uh, they're you know all from music videos to to setting this stuff up to my mm-hmm. travel schedule alone is just insane. Whenever we're uh, whenever we can get back to that, uh, mm-hmm. just like keeping track of all my different schedules. I have a a publishing company that that has access to my calendar, calendar, my record label, my manager, my booking agent. There's like all, you know, four different companies alone that have to all coordinate just to find out if I can write on a certain day or if I can play a show or <laughs> this or that. So really, you know, I wouldn't, boil, I couldn't boil it down to one thing that they've done that's you know blown me away. Mm-hmm. But it's just the learning how the whole ecosystem of the music industry works and how everybody kind of works together has been amazing mm-hmm. for me. And it, it's really one of my favorite things about the, other than like getting to play music. I mm-hmm. love learning about what everyone does and, uh, and how it all ties together. I, I feel like that if I could ever master something, you know, outside of what I'm trying to do with my craft, it would just to be to understand how this all works. It's, it's such a, a wild thing. I'm still trying to figure it out and I'm still learning so much every day but that's that's really a a kind of amazing thing about the whole music industry and you know my team I I feel really lucky to have every one of them I pretty much feel like we've we've kind of all just come together in a really unique way and I can't (laughs) wait to see what we're able to 
accomplish in the next uh, couple decades, hopefully. That's really awesome. And because we're a family show, we always let our eight-year-old, he always gets excited about this part. As he comes on and asks a question, so he's going to get on. His mommy's going to let him on. <laughs> but we're training him to one day be a, do a podcast. <laughs> so. Awesome. All right, here's Christopher. He's ready to ask his question. Hi, Kenny. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? Uh, I'll go with spaghetti. And what's yours, Will Chris? A pizza. <laughs> he loves Is pizza. Chris on pizza. live right now? <laughs> <laughs> Is he on live with us right now? Yeah, he's talking to you. That's why he's talking oh, to you. Hi. Okay, I didn't know if you had that already. Hi, Chris. How are you doing today? Doing <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, do you like being on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little shy, though. Do you like country music? <laughs> yes. Oh, he well, loves we'll have to country get your, music. Uh, out to one of our bye. shows one of these days. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> he comes. Yes, down. he he comes and goes quick like that yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> but he would be you mad if he didn't get to ask his question. And, and you know what's funny <laughs> about awesome. the whole country? When you ask him about whether he likes country music, I can remember when. Because we got a one-year-old, too. She's Caitlin, so we'll hope that mm-hmm. when she grows up, we'll insert her into the show, too. But we remember um, yes, yes. When, when Sandy was pregnant with little Chris, um, Sandy was like, my boy's going to love country music. She played country music to her tummy on daily. <laughs> the whole time, yeah. <laughs> the whole pregnancy, pretty That's much. And he does awesome. love country and music. It works. That is so cool. <laughs> and what's funny though is he's she can a huge turn on her to this day. She can, she can turn. Sometimes she turns on her '90s music that's not country. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's not country. I want to listen to that. She, she, wow, so much. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like that's old music if it's if it's from the '90s or '80s or something like that. He's like I don't want to listen to that. That's old. <laughs> like I want to hear so country funny. music. <laughs> Yeah, that's so interesting to me. Like, so for me, I you know obviously not going back to an infant, but uh, yeah. so my parents played a, yeah. a lot of Kenny Rogers when I was growing up. Uh-huh. And, oh wow, uh, yes. So so like whenever I started learning more about country music, like you know I would dive in. Like my my parents didn't, for instance, play. You know, uh, they didn't play like Glenn Campbell music. So when I would go learn some, a Glenn Campbell song, I would really have to, like, mm-hmm. li- learn the melody, learn the guitar, like, all, all the things just to, to be able to play the song. But for mm-hmm. some reason, growing up on Kenny Rogers, like, having heard it all the time, like, I could just, I just knew the melody, like, innately and knew the, mm-hmm. the lyrics. And it was nowhere near, like, you know, maybe I, I wouldn't forget a line or two, but, like, if, you know, I had to play... Uh, Kenny Rogers songs, I could be like, okay, I'll, I'll look this up and figure it out, and mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I just I just know this, and it was because it was on all the time as a kid. So there's something really uh, really cool about what music you're playing for your for your kids as they grow up. Maybe yeah. it's definitely someday powerful. I'll, I'll experiment, but not for quite a while. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it definitely creates memories for them. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive. Who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Wow. I mean, I 
this is, might sound cliche, but I feel like I write for the best songwriter to ever live. Mm-hmm. I would write with uh, <laughs> with Shane McAnally. He's, uh, he, I think he's just brilliant, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what what we'd write about. Pro- hopefully, a love song because he's pretty good at those. Um, <laughs> that's that yeah. would that would be mine. He's, I, I've learned more about uh, about songwriting being at Smack than. I, I would have ever imagined, and, and they have an amazing team, and it all starts at the top with with him and Josh Osborne. So, you know, oh, wow. anytime those guys want to write, I'm I'm down. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like I you know, Elvis would be pretty cool if I was going outside of you know my circle yeah. of people I know. That would have been cool to sit in a room with Elvis. I would have that would been really that cool. been amazing. Oh yes. I just just to be around him for a minute and just to. You know, he had so much swagger and confidence, and you know that that would have been really neat. I'm such a, I'm a huge uh, Glenn Campbell fan. I think that guy was mm-hmm. just so brilliant, and uh, you know, just like those are some of the guys that were like my heroes. Uh, oh, wow, I'd love to write with George Strait or just hang out with him. Uh, That'd be awesome too. Yeah. Now, so, so if you, if, if yeah. you sat down with George Strait right now, what would be your first question? You got any advice for somebody who wants to be a lot like you? (laughs) (laughs) I would ask him if if he'd be willing to share some of his wisdom with me. You know, the best piece of advice we got when we – it was a friend from Nashville, but with our show, I asked a friend of mine who's done these type of shows in the past for advice, and I remember – I'll never forget this, and I think this is for any type of genre. It doesn't matter whether you're an artist, whether you're a host. This good, but he said the best piece of advice I would give you as you launch your show is be authentic. And he said, Here's, here's why. He says, Because he knows we look up to like Bobby Bones and Ty Bentley and all that. And he says, You could learn every Ty Bentley joke, every Bobby Bones joke, whatever. And let's say you pull it off. Let's say all of a sudden you do pull it off. You're wearing this mask, and now you develop a fan base. And one day that mask is going to come off, and authentic Chris will come out. When authentic Chris comes out, you're going to lose everybody in your fan base because they were all attracted to fake you, not real you. He said if you're authentic from the beginning, you will attract the people that like you. That's so true. And, and then you don't have to remember who to be. You just, <laughs> you just be yourself. Yep. So if you had a magic wand – and I'll tell you why I'm asking it this way in just a minute. If you had a magic wand, where would you – and what you're about to say would come true. Where would you be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it this way is because um, <clears throat> this past February was the five-year anniversary that we asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. And she's living almost to the T of what she said to us five years ago. So I like to ask it because I don't want the fluff, fluff answers. I, I just want to play music. I want the deep-rooted answer that people, the vision that people have. So where would you be if, if it would for sure come true? In, in five years, you know, obviously, you know, I, I want to be a successful act on radio. But beyond that, my, my mm. dream is to really have uh, – one of the best functioning teams in the music industry. And that mm-hmm. goes all the way from my manager to my label, to my publishing company, booking agent, everybody working together 
as a unit and being successful doing it. I really cannot, there's so much invested into my career and I see it every Mm -hmm. day with so many people and their, their lives and their livelihood are at, you know, it's at stake with, you know, my career Mm -hmm. and my dream is to see us all living this out and like, and being what I would hope to be the best team in Nashville. Like, you know, like right now I look at me, I'm like, man, how do Mm -hmm. you, (laughs) <laughs> How do you be a part of that? What he's doing, yeah. he's got, you know, his touring and his, you know, songwriting, everything seems to be so smooth and that they really have the, everything figured out. I would love, mm-hmm. you know, the success is obviously will be a byproduct, I believe, of that. We're we're recording great songs and, you know, I'm I'm singing and playing great when I'm live and I've got a a manager and he's just rocking with it, my label, and we're all working together and just, you know, feel like a unit and people that I trust Mm -hmm. and our family and we're all being successful. And I'm getting to see, you know, the the young guitar player that that gets a job playing for me, Mm -hmm. be able to, you know, eventually support a family because he's working for me and getting to see, you know, the, the whole band side of it. And then, like getting to see people actually start making money off of me would be awesome. I can't not can't <laughs> wait for that to happen. And you know, so that's really the the vision I have. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I hope I get number one songs, and I hope yeah. <laughs> that I win awards, and and we all get to feel those highs and and everything. But yeah. the most important thing for me is really just to have us all working together, and and as many of us loving what we're doing and loving the people that we're being around. I feel like that'll the the success will all come if, if we're doing that. Yeah, that is awesome. That's so, me in five years. If I'm, I would love to, uh, to maybe to find a, a person to to fall in love with in the next five years. There you go. Uh, you know, uh, as far you know, outside of music, that that seems, mm-hmm. that would be so cool. I kind of put that <laughs> off, honestly, for the yeah. for most of my life, just because I've been so singularly focused. I I probably. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be a hard person to date right now and even <laughs> up till so now, but maybe I can start working on some of some of that and uh, you know be somebody that somebody would want to be with and have a fa- have a family maybe just starting in, in five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be cool. I, I would I would love for for some of those things to start being you know realized in my life. Uh, yeah, just knowing knowing who I am a little bit better, <clears throat> being a better. Mm-hmm. example to my you know nieces and nephews and uh just kind of growing up i guess <laughs> maybe be a little more grown <laughs> up in five years <laughs> there you go so let's say you had a friend and you heard them sing they sound pretty good they they seem to have something they seem to have some type of it factor and you see it but they've played maybe five or ten shows they're nervous but they, they feel in their heart this is what they're supposed to do. What advice would you give that person to help guide them for the next two, three, four years? Well, you know, I, I can only kind of speak on my journey. Some people just, you know, they it clicks really fast. For me, it was like I bet I played a 1,000 sh- shows in bars before I got my mm-hmm. record deal. And maybe you don't have to do a 1,000, but, you know, like Broadway can, can be a black hole. Sometimes people get mm-hmm. stuck down there, but go, go play as many shows as you need to out of the eye of people maybe that, uh, that matter, I guess. 
and get your skills mm-hmm. and get comfortable. And because when those, when, when you have someone like Shane walk into your show, you're going to get a little nervous. And, and yeah. I certainly was, but I felt like I'd done it enough to be able to somewhat overcome that. He, he saw that I had something. Uh, I would just say play, play. Even if, you know, I remember calling plays, but I'll play for free the first time. Just can I come in and, and show you that I can play? Just get on stage and get comfortable and start writing songs. Write, don't forget to write songs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as much as you can. Always be thinking of titles and ideas and, and, and start working on your co-writing. Uh, that's going to help with everything else. So, yeah, just, you know, don't be afraid to – to go get out there and, and start playing. I, that's, that's been my journey. Uh, I'm still, you know, learning. I, I like, I, I've played for quite a few people now and it's starting to get natural, but you know, then I look at guys like Dirks and Luke and, you know, and so on Kenny and Tim, it's like, man, they are masters of being up there on that stage. So just study, study. And, uh, maybe, maybe one day you'll, uh, You'll somebody else will be looking to you and saying, "Man, how do I how do I do that?" So we got two more questions for you. One is, if there was one, when you look back at your life right now, with all the twists and turns, what's one song out there that kind of describes your life? If your life was a song, something that I have, or something that's just out there, and it could be it could be either. Oh man! Well, I've got a couple in my catalog that I that mm-hmm. I maybe will get to put out someday. Um, man, I love the song <laughs> "My Way" by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> You're doing it your I did way. It up. My way. <laughs> in uh, you know, I have to remember that I have like really smart people guiding me, and I <laughs> lean on them a lot. But uh, I also have a you know a certain vision. So I, th- I feel like that'd be a good song that kind of sums it up. If I yeah. off the top of my head, if I had more yeah. time to think about it, I might think of something else. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one though. You know, I like that. So yeah. is, is there a question that you wish hosts like us would ask you, but never do? Oh man. I think you guys are doing a great job. I, I've had a, an awesome time answering the, the questions I have. I I don't think so. No. That's good. And see, we, we've actually built our show around that question. We have. Yeah. We've gotten you, some I'll, her, crazy I'll let you guys know if I think of one, but off the top right. of my head, I, I've, yeah, I've had a fun time answering the ones you guys are. So I love, <laughs> I, always so appreciate that. I, I love the five year question. I, I think that so many people are going to give you unique answers for that one. So yep, they all that's been, different. That's been yeah. my favorite one. That's good. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, awesome. So, so now it's promotion time. Tell everybody how they can reach you. Self promotion. Go for it. Okay. I think that any platform that you listen to music on, you'll be able to find my songs. Uh, it's Teddy Rob, T E D D Y R O B B. I'm on, you know, all the different digital platforms. I've got my first uh, body of work that will be completely out here soon going to be the teddy rob ep and there will be five songs on that um you can find me on instagram facebook twitter uh teddyrob.com that's i think i got it about covered on on all those <laughs> and if if you can't just google my name and you might be able to find something 
hopefully good yeah. stuff. <laughs> you know, we, we really enjoyed having you on today. We hope that we'll be memorable for you because we want to be we're trying to be different yeah. than everybody out there. We are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I've had a blast and as we uh as we keep growing, hopefully we can do this again someday and yep, uh get to talk about yeah. where we've where we've come since then, this conversation. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Yeah. We look forward to the updates down the road. We do. All righty. Well, I really appreciate you guys having me. Uh, it's been a wonderful time for me getting to chat with you guys, and I I wish you guys health and safety through uh, this time. I can't believe we went through this whole time and didn't talk about coronavirus. I'm actually kind of glad yeah. it, was, it was a nice mental break for me. But, you know, just to bring it up, I, I hope you guys are staying safe and, and uh, your families are well. So. Well, thank you. And you oh, too. We, and we look forward that. to We wish the same for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Real soon. All right. All right. Yes. Thanks. Bye.